Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. So good to be together. And uh, yeah, looking forward to getting to share the word this morning. John is out in Pretoria at the, the church there, Capsule Park, uh, as well as the Engelbrechts and one or two other families, so a bit of a transition taking place there, and so John's uh, seeing off Marnie, who's retiring after, I think, 38 years of full-time ministry. Uh, what, a, what a milestone. He's going to continue to be a minister, but just uh, not in a full-time capacity. So that's where John is, and I get the privilege of, of sharing, and so I'm looking forward to sharing this morning. I've been uh, meditating and, and just thinking on this, this topic, this kind of mystery, this truth of thankfulness. Uh, right from the beginning of the year, uh, it's something that I just felt the Lord put on my heart, and I, I felt that the Lord said that this is a key for us in this season, uh, that this is something that, that we as breakthrough family, that me as an individual and for our family, that we need to grab hold of and we need to be intentional about and that we need to put thankfulness kind of at the the front of everything that we do, despite the circumstance that we might be facing. Um, And so we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this topic of of thankfulness this morning. What does it look like? What happens? And uh, hopefully unpack some of the mysteries uh, that lie within the beauty of thankfulness. I'm going to open up in in prayer. So why don't you just close your eyes and just focus on the Lord. Father, we're so thankful thankful for all the mighty, wonderful deeds you have done, all the things you are doing. We thank you for the gifts and the blessing that you pour out upon us. Most of all, Lord, we thank you that we have relationship with you. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for this morning. Thank you that we can gather together. Thank you that we can get into the Word. Will you guide and lead us as we dig deeper into the topic of thankfulness, of gratefulness? because we've got every reason to be grateful to you, Lord, for everything that you, you do and are doing. Amen. Amen. Well, wave at me at home if you're feeling encouraged already. Thank you for those waves. I so appreciate it. It's, uh, it's our virtual amen as we give a big wave at the screen. And um, I'm so, so glad since we installed these two-way um, lenses that I can see you guys at home. It really is helpful for us here in studio. Oh, if only. <laughs> awesome. Well, the first scripture I want to get into this morning is in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. I've referenced this scripture a number of times recently, and I just love it. It's so simple, so clear, and I find it so profound. It says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Let's pause over there. Give thanks in all circumstances. Isn't that just... Uh, such a, a, a challenge to us. Give thanks in all circumstances. Wow. Well, may you be challenged with that right now as you're watching from home. That whatever circumstance you're facing, that you can find reasons to be thankful in the difficult circumstance that you're facing right now. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe uh, someone in your family is sick. Maybe things just aren't going your way. Uh, last time I checked, all circumstance covers everything. There's no exclusions. And so Paul writing here saying, give thanks in all circumstance. You know, sometimes I think as believers, one of the things that we, we grapple with the most is, what is my, my calling? What is God's will for my life? Well, as we continue to read here in verse 18, God unfolds part of what His will is for us. 
And so if you're confused about, you know, what is, what is it that God created you to do or to be, I got an answer for you. So don't tune out. Carries on here. It says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is God's will for you. To rejoice always. Find a reason to rejoice no matter what it is you're facing. Rejoice always. Rejoice in Him. Pray without ceasing. In every situation, find reason to, to pray and to just trust the Lord. Give thanks in all circumstance. This is God's will for you. Give thanks in all circumstance. What a challenge and what an encouragement at the same time. You know, God's given us so many reasons to be thankful for. You know, I find thankfulness is it's a key. It's a key that unlocks and opens things. Another passage of Scripture which, which I love and go to often is Psalm 100, the whole psalm. It's only five, five verses. I'm going to read it to you. It says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. See, it says we come before him with joyful songs. It's so good to come before the Lord with joyful songs. But then it carries on and it says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving. And then we enter his courts with praise. You see, thanksgiving is the key that gets through the gate into his presence. It's a key for us. It's a key for this season. I want to encourage us that we continue to put thankfulness at the forefront of everything that we do. Our walk with the Lord, the way that we uh, perceive what's going on in the midst of COVID and a challenged, difficult, struggling economy. You know, it's so easy to be thankful when everything's going well and everything's working out and, uh, you know, you just got an increase and you got a job promotion and uh, you got a new car and you got a new house or whatever it is, you know, things are, whatever working out for you might look like. When everything's working out, it's easy to be thankful. But it's a different story to be thankful when uh, circumstances are challenging. And it's in those moments when things seem to be challenging that when we choose to be thankful, that we unlock something. We unlock His presence. We unlock access to be with Him. And we all know, come on, we know that when we are with Him, everything changes. When we're in His presence, everything changes. You know, it's like the story of the, the, the woman with the issue of blood, and she just reached out and touched Jesus. And as she touched Him, everything changed. <laughs> When we encounter His presence, everything changes. And so thankfulness is a key to access His presence, that everything will change. You know, we're thankful because He's good. We're thankful because His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We have so many reasons to be thankful. And thankfulness is not just about practical circumstance, as we've already covered. It's about Him. We're thankful to Father God thankful for all of the things that He has done, that He has done for us. 
I think sometimes in our, our walk with the Lord, we, we tend to just blunder on or just carry on almost blindly because these are the, the right things to do. And so we, we continue to maybe pray and to sing and to read the scriptures and uh, we do all of these things and we, sometimes we can get caught up in, in our own kind of religious bubble or, or cycle because we're doing the, the right thing. But I have been asking myself the question lately and I, I want to challenge you to ask yourself the same questions that I've been asking myself or that I felt Holy Spirit kind of prompting or, or pressing my heart buttons with. You know, how, how effective are my prayers in the absence of thankfulness? Hmm. How effective, how deep is my worship without thanksgiving? How, how genuine is my discipleship when I'm lacking thanksgiving? I think everything in our, in our walk, when thankfulness is missing, I think we miss so much. I think we get caught up in religion because thankfulness is, is like a, a door to your heart. You know, when you're, when you're in a position where you're, you're just feeling thankful about everything in all circumstance, I think it's a sign of how healthy your heart is. And when we're struggling to find thankfulness, it's probably just an indicator that, wow, we're, we're facing some things. Maybe, maybe your stress levels are a little bit high. And it's a signal for us to, to, to reset, to reconfigure. God, help me to bring back thankfulness as a priority in my life. And I think as we do that, our hearts become healthier, our hearts become fuller, and our effectiveness and just our walk with the Lord just becomes so much richer and fruitful. I wonder if thankfulness is perhaps, I mean, come on, nothing I'm saying is something you haven't heard before. I wonder, though, if it's so simple that we sometimes miss it that we sometimes forget about it. I think thankfulness is one of the most simple but profound things in life. And when we, when we walk in thankfulness, I think profound things happen. Thankfulness is a gateway to the Father. So important that we're thankful. Charles Spurgeon, he, he once said, we should be 10 times more full of bliss. I love that word. Reminds me of George Mbanoff. We should be 10 times more full of bliss if we are proportionately more full of thankfulness. Let me read that one more time. We should be 10 times more full of bliss if we are proportionately more full of thankfulness. Man, come on. We as believers should be 10 times more joyful, blissful, filled with just enthusiasm about life, about everything that's happening. We should just be bubbling over that people just who come into our presence are just caught up and say, wow, what is going on with that person? They just seem to be on some kind of, you know, drug. <laughs> Bad connotation. But they just seem to be on this high. What's, what's up with them? I want what they've got. I think thankfulness is a key that unlocks His presence, that unlocks joy. You know, can you truly be joyful in the absence of thanks, thankfulness or thanksgiving? 
You know, some of you might have, you might have been thinking in the midst of these real difficult days, you just feel like you've lost your joy. Come on, put your hand up at home if, if that's you. If I'm talking to you and you feel like, man, I, I've, I feel like I've lost my joy, Daryl. I just, joy's been hard to come by lately. I want to ask you to check with your heart and ask your heart, ask your spirit, did you perhaps lose your thankfulness before you lost your joy? And I want to encourage you, find the thankfulness within your heart. Find the gratitude to Jesus for what he's done for you. And I believe that joy will start to return as you find thankfulness. You see, thankfulness breeds contentment. And joy lives in the midst of contentment. But the absence of thanksgiving breeds discontent. And discontent steals your joy. So it's so important that we have thankfulness. Thankfulness will help you to be content in all things. Just as, as Paul said, Paul, Paul instructed us to be content in all situations. Thankfulness is a key, I believe, to walk in that contentment that Paul spoke about. And contentment, like I mentioned, it just breeds joy. Come on, we want to be a joyful people. We want to be a blissful people. Thankfulness is a key. You know, thankfulness also magnifies things. In Psalm 69, verse 30, let me read it for you. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Man, this is a profound thought. Come on, we've heard about this all the time. Let's magnify the Lord. Come on, can we make God any bigger? No, we can't change God. We can't change his size. He's almighty, omnipotent. He created himself. We, we can't change him to make him grow by our thanksgiving. How do we magnify him? What does this mean? I think what it means is that when we thank him, magnify him with thanksgiving, I think what it means is that the throne in your heart, come on, all of us, we've got a throne in your heart. What's sitting on the throne in your heart? What's ruling and what's reigning in your life? When we put thankfulness to Jesus on the throne, on that kind of top priority spot within your heart, we magnify him internally. We give him more space to come and influence and change your heart and your life, your spirit. We magnify him over your life. He grows within you. We can't make him bigger in heaven, but we can magnify him in our lives. And when we magnify him in our lives, that's when the joy comes. That's when it's the, your work colleague says, man, what's going on with you? Why, why are you so happy? Why are you so grateful? Why, why are you just so content in life? It's as we magnify him that we just start to overflow with his presence and other people encounter him. People encounter him as healer. People get encouraged. Everything just flows from that place of just overflowing joy and thankfulness to magnify him internally. I think the opposite, however, is also true. You know, whatever you magnify, whatever you thank, or whatever you're expressing, expressing gratitude to internally, I think that also gets magnified. You know, if you start to put the, the love of some kind of possession as the primary position in your heart, on the, the, the throne, so to speak, in your heart, 
when you put those things on the throne, those things get magnified. And as those things get magnified, I, I want to put it to you that perhaps there's less space internally for you to host the presence of the Lord. There's less space for you to, to, to encounter Him and to engage with Him. He becomes a lower, lesser priority. What are you magnifying? What are you thanking? What are you placing on the throne seat in your heart? Whatever you're thanking and whatever you're meditating upon, that's probably the thing that's sitting in that seat. You know, for some of us, I think in these difficult times, probably if you asked yourself, you'd find on the throne seat, the throne chair in your heart, you'd find a word called anxiety. Maybe you'd find a word called fear, a word called worry. If you want to displace those words sitting on the throne room in your heart, thankfulness is a key to displace those things and to magnify Jesus in your heart. So come on, let's put on thankfulness. Let's magnify. Some of the the, the antonyms, the negatives, the opposites of thankfulness. I was Googling yesterday, what, what is the opposite of thankfulness? And obviously, unthankfulness or ungrateful is the most common. But there's about 26, 27 words in the English language that are, are referred to as opposites of thankfulness. I'm going to read a couple of these words to you. And, uh, and if, if one of them jumps out and highlights or stands out and you say, man, that's, that's me, Daryl, that, that, that word, that, that's what I've been focusing on, or that just summarizes where I'm at. I want to encourage you this morning that we repent of those things, that we repent of magnifying these opposites of thankfulness, that we, we repent of putting these opposites on the throne seat in your heart. So here's a couple. Obviously ungrateful. Dissatisfaction, an opposite of thankfulness. Exploitation. Man, that's profound. You find yourself where you're being exploited or you're exploiting someone else, perhaps there's an absence of thanksgiving in that situation. Apathy. Wow, another profound one. You just feel no, no drive for life. You just feel, huh, bleh. You just feel, bleh. <laughs> Everything just, you know, words come out your mouth and it just drops. There's just no sustenance behind what you're saying, what you're doing, your work. Put thankfulness at the front of your heart. Be intentional about it and will displace that apathy. Disbelief. You're struggling to believe. Put thankfulness on your heart. And I believe that disbelief will fade away. Dishonor. You're struggling to honor people. Put thankfulness on your heart and thank the Lord for the people that you're struggling to honor. And that dishonor will leave and honor will come into its place. Hatred. Wow. It's a harsh word. You find yourself struggling with hatred. Ask yourself, am I lacking in thanksgiving? Indifference. Wow, that's an interesting one. I wonder if a thankful heart produces a clear mind and a clear heart. Clarity. Don't we all long for clarity? Just to see clearly and know to make the right decisions, not have that confusion. Come on, put your hand up again. How many of you guys have been uh, struggling with confusion in the, these last couple of weeks? You're just unsure which way should I go. You know, uh, I'm confused with the options. Thankfulness brings clarity and displaces indifference. Insensitivity. Wow, it's an opposite of thankfulness. This one just 
This one knocked me right over. Protest is an antonym of thankfulness. Man, we're not, in our nation, we, we almost have this spiritual kind of attack or, or against us, which sometimes I think manifests as a protest. Now, come on, I know we're all familiar with, with protests when there's strikes and protests because of lack of service delivery or whatever it might be. And, and you know, 99% of the time, the protests are valid and good. But I wonder if the protest takes place because of a lack of thankfulness. We're going to get into what the real key is to avoid protesting now in, in, in a few minutes. But you might not toy-toy, you might not go and protest on the streets, but do you protest in your heart? Do you protest with your words? Do you protest against government, against your boss, against your sports team that you, you, know, you, you love? Do you protest against church and the structure of church with your words? I wonder if you do find yourself protesting, if it's because you've got a lack of thankfulness in your heart. Another antonym, strong criticism. Wow, these are tough ones, people. I'm struggling to get through them. <laughs> I hope you're being as challenged as I am by these words. Strong criticism. Wow. You know, we find ourselves being super critical or, or overcritical. Is it perhaps because we've lost our gratefulness? We've lost our gratefulness to Jesus. We start to be overcritical. We want excellence, of course. But we don't want to be people of strong criticism. So if that's you, if you're responding to any of these, I'm sure it's just about everyone. Come on, why don't you just stand and, and let's repent of these things right now. And let's ask Jesus to forgive us of partnering with these opposites of thankfulness. And that we will displace them as we magnify Him. As we put Him back on the throne room in your heart with thanksgiving. Yeah, so I just want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are good and that you love us. Thank you that you've given us so many reasons to be thankful. Holy Spirit, you're inside of us to guide us and to lead us. Thank you that you convict us to bring us into greater levels of, of glory, of your presence, of relationship, of friendship with you. And so right now, Lord, we repent we repent of partnering with these opposites of thankfulness. We repent of protesting. We repent of hatred. We repent of disbelief. We repent of dishonor, of apathy, of exploitation. We repent of strong criticism. And Lord, we, we choose to turn to you with thankful hearts that we will magnify you internally. And that as we magnify you internally, as we put you on the throne room of our hearts, that joy comes, <laughs> that bliss comes, that people look to us and say, wow, what is going on? What is going on with that person that they are so joyful? Lord, help us to put thankfulness in the middle of our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. You know, another powerful aspect of thanksgiving is that it brings multiplication and in the kingdom, it's not about addition. It's about multiplication. I love the story that we, we played earlier with uh, the would you rather. You know, the story where Jesus multiplies the food. In John chapter 6, 9 to 13, 
boy comes with five barley loaves and two fish. And even the disciples are like, well, what can you do with this, Jesus? This, this is all we have. We haven't got enough money to, to buy food for these people. Jesus knew exactly what he was going to do. So we pick it up here in verse 11, John chapter 6. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their full, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. Come on, wow. Five little barley loaves and two fish. Jesus presents it and gives thanks to Father. Wow. I believe that that was the key that unlocked his presence to bring the miracle of multiplication. When we're thankful, things get multiplied. Things grow in a, an atmosphere of thankfulness. I find it so interesting that the, the opposite of thankfulness, as we just covered, is, is one of the words is protest. Why do people protest? Because they're not getting enough. They don't feel that, you know, maybe your, your taxes are being used wisely enough. And so you start to protest against government with your words or with your heart attitude or your posture. I wonder if an attitude of thankfulness will start to change and bring multiplication in your life that you don't have to protest anymore. You see, the, the, the route to multiplication is not protest, but it's thankfulness. Thankfulness is the key. And too often we naturally resort to the negatives to try get what we feel we need or to try and even bring justice to a situation. Come on, sometimes we protest because it's unjust what's taking place. I'm sure there are times where it's legitimate. But I think if we protest without thankfulness, we've missed it. Thankfulness is a key to multiplication. I just want to give a disclaimer here though as well. It's not a tool. Thankfulness is not a tool to manipulate God. It's a heart posture where we're just so grateful to Him for His kindness and His love towards us. It's not a tool to manipulate. So as we start to close here, what's your perspective? What is it that you are looking through? What lens? Is your perspective one of negativity and, and of you know, all those antonyms we, we read through that we've now repented of. But let's have a perspective of thankfulness. I want to read this final passage of, of Scripture in 1 Colossians. Yeah, come on, back in Colossians. You guys have missed it, haven't you? <laughs> Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 14. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. God, do this for us, for Breakthrough Life Church, for anyone who, who's watching this. Fill us with wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, 
growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. You might say, Daryl, even though you've said all these things and, and I've repented of those, those negatives, those opposites of thankfulness, I still have nothing to be thankful for. You've got so much to be thankful for if you just open up your heart to Jesus. He qualified you to share in His inheritance, the kingdom of light. He brought you out of darkness into light. Be thankful for that. He rescued you from darkness. He redeemed you. He forgave you of your sins, and He still forgives you of your sins. We have so much to be thankful for. He loves you. He sent His Son to die on the cross for you. He's given you and me eternal life. Let's not get so caught up in the the, the nitty-gritty of right now. In eternity, you've got so much to be thankful for. Why don't you stand? I want to pray for us. Father God, thank you that you've done so much. King Jesus, thank you for everything that you've done for us, everything that you have done, that you are doing, and that you're still going to do. We're thankful, Father. We're thankful. Lord, as we put thankfulness at the forefront of our lives, as we put thankfulness back on the the throne room in our hearts, thank you, Jesus, that joy comes. Thank you that no more will we say, I've lost my joy and my joy has been stolen because we know that as we put thankfulness in the forefront, on the throne room of our heart, you get magnified internally. (laughs) You get magnified in our lives and over our lives and over every situation that we're facing, King Jesus. May we magnify you with our thanksgiving over our lives. Lord, may we experience the multiplication that thanksgiving brings multiplied encounters with you, multiplied provision from you. May we experience multiplication in every aspect of our lives. And so right now at home, we're going to come back into worship. I want to just right now start to stir up thanks in your heart. I've given you so many reasons to be thankful. Start to with your own lips declare your thankfulness to Him. Start to be grateful to Him. Start to find reasons in the midst of the probably very challenging circumstance that you're facing. And instead of meditating on those negative things, instead of thinking about the difficulty that you're going through, put thanks on your lips. Start to lift up your voice. Start to speak in the language of the Spirit. Start to proclaim His name right now with thanksgiving. Lord, we we thank You. We worship You, God. We extol You. May You be magnified in our lives, King Jesus. May You be magnified over every situation. May You be at the center of our lives, King Jesus. We're thankful for the forgiveness You give us. We're thankful for everything that You are doing. We're thankful, we're thankful, we're thankful, God. We're thankful for the joy that you give us. We're thankful for the fruits of the Spirit that we encounter as we position ourselves in you. We are thankful, God. Come on, let's worship our King together some more. Thank you, Jesus.